And now, story time with Mr. Black. You know, I'm an early morning person. And so in the morning, I like to get up. I like to go in our backyard. And uh, we don't live in a fancy neighborhood. And uh, we're one of the very few white people in our neighborhood. I enjoy my neighborhood. we got good neighbors. Uh, I love people of all colors, of all races, of all creeds. Can't we all just get along? But usually everybody else is still asleep. And so over the last about couple of weeks, uh, I'll be out in the backyard and maybe watering or getting the plants ready or picking up the lights to get them charged in the sunlight. And I'll hear this pecking. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. And then after a few weeks of this, I saw what was going on. So you see our neighbors, a uh, large Hispanic family, Mexican family. Uh, and about, uh, I don't know, two months ago, uh, they took their little, they have a little Chevrolet. Uh, I don't know what it is, small little four-door. And they pushed it in the backyard. And so it's actually parked on the side. It, it looks like a, I grew up white trash in the trailer park, so it looks like something you'd see there. But uh, So this car is in the backyard, and what was going on was I would started seeing it. It was a cardinal, and, and it was at the passenger front window, and it was pecking on the window. And I'm like, all right, it wants to get in that car. And so I'd, I'd hear that. And when I heard the sound over the next couple of days, weeks, I'd, I'd look over and there was that cardinal pecking out that window. And as I looked closer, I realized that, that the the back window was open. It was rolled down. So, so it was pecking on the front passenger window, but just, I don't know, 12, 16 inches to its left is an open rear window and it could just fly in and i'm thinking what a stupid bird i mean it could just walk right in there the window's open right next to it and so i let it go and in a couple days go on i'd hear the pecking and i'd look over oh yeah it was the cardinal but then one day I, i watched a little closer and i saw what was really going on you see that cardinal wasn't pecking at the passenger window See, the cardinal would fly around in the passenger window and perch itself on that little uh, thing that the the passenger window goes up and down. But what it would do, it would sit there and then look at that little mirror. You know the mirror that you look on your right side to see who's behind you? And so what it did when it landed on the windowsill of the passenger window, it then looked in that little mirror and it saw a threat. You see, it saw something that was a threat to its existence. It was a threat to its food supply. It was a threat to its mate. It was a threat to its safety and security. See, that bird wasn't working to get in the car. That bird, that cardinal, was defending its terrain, its territory. Because this was the Cardinal's territory. This was its stomping ground. This was its home. This was where it had its bride. This is where it'll have little baby Cardinals and and have eggs and, and a family. Where it finds its food source. Where it finds its security. Where it has its nest. Where it has its security. And now that Cardinal, sitting there on that pasture window of that car in the back of that yard looks into that thing, which happens to be a mirror. And what it sees is an enemy.
Now, that's an interesting thought because we all now know it's just seeing its own reflection. It's really not an enemy. It's itself. But let me question you there. Aren't both true? Yes, it is its bird itself seeing its reflection. But now let's bring this to you and I. There is a battle going on. There's a battle going on between uh, the version of ourselves that we've just accepted and the version of ourselves that we're called to. You can be either a, a child of God or an earth dweller. You can either be of this world or in this world. You could either be walking down that narrow path that's hard and that very few are on that leads to life eternal, or you could be on that wide path that everybody's on and they're having a blast and it's leading to a place that no one's going to be pleased with. See, we've got to look within. I met the enemy and he's living in my shorts. As we go through this journey called life, stuff attaches to us. Resentment, bitterness, lies, sins of the father, things that we've done that we've always done and we keep doing that aren't serving us well. And we've got to fight that battle. Wisdom tells us, and there's a story, you've heard it before, called The Two Wolves. One evening, an old Cherokee told his grandson about a battle that goes on inside people. He said, my son, the battle is between two wolves inside us all. One is evil. It is anger, envy, jealousy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, ego. The other is good. It is joy and peace and love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. Upon hearing this, the grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, Pappy, which wolf wins? And the old Cherokee simply replied, The one you feed, my son. The unexamined life is not worth living. You've heard that before. It's a famous dictum uttered by Socrates at his trial for impiety and corrupting the youth. You know how he corrupted the youth? He taught youth to challenge everything. That the basis for science was to question everything, to logically think things through, for which he was subsequently sentenced to death. Sounds like America 2022, huh? How about Paul? the greatest Christian outside of Christ himself to walk this planet. And at the church of Ephesus, he said this, put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to your deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. The battle between the old man and the new man can't happen. The old woman and the new woman can't happen. Unless you're living a self-examined life, unless you're under construction, working to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. In Romans 7, Paul again talks about his struggles. He says that the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself. For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. 
but I know that what I'm doing is wrong. This shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And then he goes on to say, and this is powerful, and I know that nothing good lives in me. That is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I want to do what is wrong, don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyways. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And it was Thomas Paine that said, The real man smiles in trouble, gathers strength from distress, and grows brave by reflection. You see, the only way to live your life like it matters is to live a life of reflection and adjustment to become the best possible version of yourself. That man or that woman that you were created to be. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.